Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know armadillos love sitting in traffic? Because traffic is the armadillo word for hot tubs. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to see some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there. You're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters one through six of Dead and Gone, book nine in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, having just returned from a truly explosive vampire summit, <laughs> Sookie learns of a new relative, Niall the Fairy King. He's very mysterious and suspiciously eager to be helpful. You know... Sookie should probably be taking some some downtime, but this is Sookie we're talking about. Instead, she dives headfirst into a werewolf, resulting in a bloodbath. Then she winds up in a vampire takeover that results in a violent bloodbath. Then she's thrown into her brother's marital drama, which ends in a violent hand crushing. Interesting to consider that the only common character in all of these events is Sookie. (laughs) Just saying. But she comes out of all of this mostly ahead, now under the formal protection of the local wares, the local vampires, and the local fairies. And she finally gets that bitch Tanya off her back. The list of people trying to kill Sookie is getting refreshingly short. We had a whole book where Sookie didn't end up in the hospital once. Let's see if we can keep that streak going. <laughs> so if Sookie joins up with Niall's organization, is she a nihilist? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Does he have an organization, you think? Uh, he's a prince. You can't be a prince without yeah. prince subjects. Is he a prince or a king? Or? I thought they said prince. Yeah. Although it could have been informal prince, like... Like Dr. Dre is not a real doctor. Wait, he's not? I thought, well, I thought he was a he's doctor a in mixology. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start by judging this book the best way there is to judge a book, by its cover. Yep. Um, uh, what do y'all think? Well, from the context of the previous book, I assume that Suki is officiating some sort of vampire duel uh, where she chooses to stand directly between them. Because that's just how it rolls. <laughs> so I, I thought she had gotten her arms stuck in one of those finger trap things. Oh, yeah. It's like a giant finger trap and now her arms are... Yeah. She's, she kept pushing. It's, you know, you're supposed to, like, what did it, pull? You're supposed or to pull. You're supposed to push, not pull. Oh, so yeah. she kept pulling until her whole arm went right. in there, and they're, and they're telling her, like, like Eric and Bill are both telling her, like, Suki, you must, you must push your hands in. <laughs> keep pushing. And she's like, no. Yeah, Suki never backs down. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's how Eric talks, remember? Because Bill's a confederate. It's okay. It's okay. You must push instead of pull. (laughs) This reminds me of a a trap that a a person I owned got into once. (laughs) That trap's lucky she doesn't have a chain right now because... Or a shotgun. I don't know. I think she's more shotgun or chain these days. Uh, I guess, I don't know. The shotgun thing went kind of bad. She didn't like that. Yeah. 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 Once you go chain, you can't be... Contained? Contained. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought she was officiating a wedding here. Oh, do you Between, think yeah. Eric and Bill are going to get married? I think they are. Because, like, kids. she's holding the pillow, right? Like, the for the ring bearer? The marital pillow, yeah. Yeah. And she and if you look at her expression, like, she she's not sure how she feels about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be a compl- complicated thing for her, right? Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if your two ex-lovers are getting married to each other. Yeah. It's got to be confusing. She uh, Apparently she can fly, too. Because, you know, in previous covers, she's had to ride around on a vampire or a flying tiger. 
But in this case, she seems to be flying on her own. Well, it, no, it's actually the pillow that the rings are on. It oh, uh, it can hover, and so she's holding onto it really tight. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe behind these capes, Bill and, and Eric are using their toes. <laughs> <laughs> or she's doing one of those things where she, they take the picture right as she's jumping. So it looks no. like she's <laughs> That's why her hair is all weird. Chapter one. This is our ninth book so far, and this is above and beyond my favorite intro to a book ever. <laughs> no, this this was so good. Like the opening to this, I was I like, I was like immediately like fixated on this idea of the the vampire reality show. Honestly, like this is so good, right? <laughs> and it totally makes sense. Like vampires will get stuck in the times when they were turned or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't even like reality TV, but I watch the shit out of this, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah so got... It's a reality show about vampires that that do style interventions for other <laughs> vampires that are wearing out-of-fashion clothes. But also might end in, like, yeah, horrible they, they, violence. They, they surprise yeah. them. And what happens when you surprise a vampire is they kill you. <laughs> yeah. They just, like, tear each other apart. Although they didn't actually die. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they heal. Yeah. Like, so it comes back. No, <laughs> no harm, no foul. The one getting the makeover ripped one of the other vampires' throats out, but they just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, his throat's growing back already. It's like mm-hmm. we're good. That was absolutely delightful. Yeah, I know. I love it. I would watch I would watch that. Yeah. And we find out it's been two and a half months since the last book. So good job, Sookie. That's like 10 weeks where you've managed to avoid being in the middle of a supernatural battle. Or in a hospital. I mean, that we know of, right? Yeah, I, that I we know, know of. I know there's a book of short stories. I don't know if any hospitalizations happen in the mm-hmm. short stories between these books. Yeah. You've read them, right? I have. I don't remember the particular order in which they go. All right. So possible. But as far as we know, she's good. Well, she had to have checked in at least once to keep her monthly membership active, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hi, Sookie. How's it going? Good to see you. She's got to get that that last stamp so she gets a free frozen yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But tonight is the the big night, right? She learns from uh, from her roommate's brain that the wares are revealing their presence tonight, right? Yeah. I would not be roommates with somebody who could read minds. That sounds really uh, awful. It'd be great. No no misunderstandings. Yeah, but no privacy either, right? Yeah. Who needs it? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I kind of expect this is going to go a lot better than the vampire one. Like, vampires have to eat people to live, right? I mean, yeah, sure, not anymore because of the synthetic blood, theoretically. But uh, but where's never had to feed on people to live. So, I mean, you know, it seems like it would be less, less threatening, right? Yeah, and they're not immortal, which for me would be, like, the weirdest part yeah, or the of best vampires. Part. I'm, I mean, it'd be pretty cool, but... Mm. I would be a lot less intimidated by somebody who could change into something else versus a vampire. Also true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, some people are going to hate people just because they hate people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? But they go to the bar and we get a really good Sookie scan from one of the patrons there. He had a sizable bald patch and a little paunch, but that didn't make any never mind to me. <laughs> okay, Sookie. So, I hate him because he's a bigot. <laughs> yeah, like, so why'd you bring it up, Sookie? <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't matter. Except, you know. Except also that's the first sucks. the first thing you noticed, right? Hmm. Um, but yet, so apparently the way they're doing this is they're doing like a whole coordinated thing, which I thought was an interesting way to do this, right? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? They, they kind of, as the, the news story is breaking that like wares are a thing and someone transforms live on television, uh, Sam and Trey transform right there in the bar. It was a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. it seems like... Like, this is how you would maximize the shock. Yeah. Because the, the way you do this, like, if you have a big media thing, or you can see them doing this in the media all the time, where they're, like, 
they'll leak it, you know, they'll leak it to like a few things and they'll, they'll get it reported like there's a rumor that such and such shocking thing may happen. Mm-hmm. And then like a few days later, they get like confirms a confirmed another part of this. And then like they'll tell all the reporters that they're going to announce the thing like the day before and then they'll announce it so all the reporters already know and so they, they all can cover it. Yeah. Or even if nothing else, let people watch it on the TV first before you fucking turn into a werewolf in front of them. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Like, they're lucky they didn't get shot because this is rural Louisiana. Everybody's got a gun. That is true. What if some of these drunk people in the bar weren't paying attention to the TV? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I guess by going and standing in front of everyone, like, in a really obvious way, maybe Sam and Trey, you know, drew the attention or whatever. But Mm -hmm. still, yeah, it's, it's weird. But... I also think the choice of, of people is interesting. Uh, Sam and Trey are both outsiders, right? They're not part of any pack. So oh, they're expendable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a good point. But luckily the there's some vampires there to kinda keep everybody down. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the muscle. Right? Yeah. yeah this that doesn't seem strictly necessary because you know, the Bontom people are pretty chill about it you know for being rural louisiana bontons people are shockingly unprejudiced well, they get over stuff pretty fucking was fast one time they gang tackled that guy in this bar and killed him yeah but it was yeah, all... but he was trying to kill Suki. yeah it was because he was sure a... didn't hesitate no no yeah. that's true he... yeah but i just i just feel like if this isn't super realistic mm. i mean i mean you have to also keep in mind that bontom has vampires rolling through all the time right like yeah like they are they have a, a person in their town who i would say probably like 20 to 30 percent of people know she's psychic right like not everyone knows but a lot of people know they know there's something weird about her yeah, yeah i i think i actually buy this more than the tv th- the tv thing i think is just like guaranteed to start riots mm-hmm. but this they know sam right all these people know sam and yeah so he shows up that he goes up there and says by the way i got this weird thing you know what if it had been like i don't know he takes his shirt off and he's got a third arm coming out. <laughs> They'd be like, wow, that's weird as hell. But but I know Sam. It's not going to change my opinion of him that much. He's got yeah. a face in his stomach, a vestigial person. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well, you know. Like in that documentary, Total Recall. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, other, other than, you know, other than Arlene and her fellowship friends who are, you know, shitheads. Bigoted and, assholes. Yeah, fuck yeah. them anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, you know, they, they, it seems like they're trying to get some town support, but no one really goes for it. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't go smoothly for everyone. No, poor Sam. He has to leave. His stepdad shot his mom when she changed. Again, so dumb. Yeah. Like, hey, no. honey, let's talk about this I, first. I, let's watch this on TV first. Yeah, we don't know We don't know how this happened, but, like, in order for, like, it's, like, how must have that gone down, right? Like, is he sitting in his chair stroking his shotgun and then she's like hey and she's like turns in front of him and like yeah. I, <laughs> jumps out as a, a bear I was, I was like she changed in the other room and then walked into the room with him yeah, yeah. I mean and, I, it's, and it's like a, a cougar walks in the room with you and you shoot it yeah it, she, she's, it seems like she must have startled him somehow but I, I don't know yeah uh, so yeah not everyone took it so great um, and he rushes off to the hospital to go check on her she's alive but not doing, not doing well. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, as Sookie's heading home from this event, she's thinking about her own family weirdness. Got the fairy blood and her psychic nephew. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, this is pretty weird out here. 
Sookie realized things are kind of weird. Yeah. Chapter two. Sookie is left in charge of the bar, so she makes some calls to figure out who's going to replace Arlene, and it's going to be Tanya Grissom. I gotta say, Sookie is putting in a lot of work to take care of Sam's business while he's gone. She deserves a raise. She's she, she assistant managing right now. Yeah, yeah, she totally is. Yeah, and uh, do, do you get the impression that Sam's going to be like paying her any extra? No, no, not at all. Like She doesn't even get fucking sick days. That's why you don't work for your friends. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> It seems to be the case that she has never gotten a raise. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, I guess she gets paid in tips primarily, right? So mm-hmm. her tips determine her money, not uh, what Sam is paying her, I suppose. Wow. Yeah. Um, whew, yeah. But yeah. as you mentioned, she sinks so low in her desperation that she calls Tanya Grissom that bitch. Mm-hmm. She probably shot Sam's mom herself just to find a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so Tanya. Yeah. So she has a little chat with Sam. His mom kind of sucks. Like, she hadn't told anybody that she could change? Anybody yeah. in her family? Including, yeah, most of, most of the family didn't even know that any of them were, were shifters. Yeah. So I was just like, is that something you can hide? Like, like Well, I, I guess if it's not like a forced transformation at the full moon or whatever. But it is, right? Like, don't, don't they all have to do that at the full moon? Not the, not the kind of shifter that Sam is, I think. I, yeah, I don't think he has to, but oh, okay. but he's but full shifters are very rare. Like the vast majority of them are werewolves who do have to change. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a a, a rude awakening for the entire family, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There's actually somebody. I think it's Sam. He talks about he had he was in the military and his dad was in the military and his Irish grandmother had some sort of magic potion they could drink to prevent themselves from changing. Which I thought was interesting because I mm. does do werewolves go back to Ireland? Is that Irish mythology? I don't, Are there wolves uh, in Ireland? I don't think no, so. I think, so. I think they're Germanic, right? Yeah, it's German because like werewolf. Where is is man in German? Mm. So it's man wolf. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, so what I'm trying I've been trying to think of an analogy for this. You know, like somebody tells their family they have a gambling problem, or someone tells their family they're secretly really rich. Yeah, or they've got a secret family. What? Yeah, yeah they've got a secret other family. Yeah. Uh, why would? Why, I don't understand why they would keep this a secret from I their own know. family. It, it sounds like that's just what people do. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's. I guess the fewer people who know about it, the less risky it is. I don't know. The only thing I can see is if there it creates a lot of problems with other siblings if only one of them gets to turn. I could see how that could create a lot of friction with the other siblings. Ah, yeah. The kids will they'll find a reason to fight. It doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know if there's a good um, analogy. We get a fun southernism, though. She's chatting with the mail carrier and says, Sarah Jen had her talking shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the next morning while Suki is running Sam's business for him, yep. mm-hmm. Eric's day man comes to deliver an invitation request whatever yeah uh, i uh i didn't did he do we know he has a day man yeah we did i thought okay. we met this guy before oh maybe i was like i wasn't sure if this is a familiar guy uh but yeah apparently they want to have a sit down with the new boss v mads yeah <laughs> he's and back. uh Suki still has some things to discuss with eric mm-hmm. their shared history so to speak yeah, but the day guy also gives her a wrapped bundle from Eric that she's supposed to give back to him tonight in front of Victor. And she doesn't even look at it. I know. That was very surprising to me. I would have opened the show yeah, immediately. Yeah. 
Come on, Sookie. Like, I, I, you know, on, on the list of people that she, uh, sorry, vampires that she knows, I guess Eric is near the top of the list in terms of the ones she trusts. Maybe, probably Eric than Pam, maybe Pam than Eric, but, but still, you got, you want to know what's in that thing. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't tell her not to open it, right? Yeah. If somebody gives you a mysterious package and tells you to open it in front of somebody else, like, of course you're going to fucking open that first. That's super weird. We uh, meet the new Merlot's cook, so we'll see how long he lasts. <laughs> yeah, they, much like the bartenders of Fantasia, they have a relatively short shelf life. Yeah, so, Sookie thinks that this is the 15th uh, cook they've had since she started working there. Hmm, hmm wonder it's why. Just, just a funny thing about cooks, they yeah. just, you know, die, disappear, move on. Yeah, I assume that's what normal, right? Yeah. And this is the only place that Sookie's ever worked, so she's <laughs> assumed that's just normal, right? <laughs> Antoine Lebrun. Yeah, um... Oh, when Tanya comes in there, uh, she and Suki actually exchange friendly words, you know? Yeah, how about well, that? I wonder if they're going to be friends. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be Probably weird, right? Not. Friends with Tanya. Yeah. yeah. Also, if they are friends, sooner or later Tanya's going to find out that Suki edited her mind. <laughs> that's going to be a problem for any friendship. And, and, and eventually Suki's going to figure out where the other half of Tanya goes out that door and yeah. then down into the ocean or oh, whatever. Oh, that's true, right? She's going to finally, like... Scratch that itch of curiosity and find out where the bottom half of the <laughs> I've just never looked down. I don't know. I noticed she never wore pants and that her legs were just one glistening mass <laughs> that trailed off the top of the door. <laughs> but Tanya really likes Hotshot, which yeah. is weird. And I think she likes. I think she likes Calvin. Oh yeah, she definitely does. Yeah. Um, and Jason has a new friend Mel who's from there but he didn't fit in for some reason yeah a, a, a hotshot outsider mm-hmm. I'm sure it's nothing yeah, yeah probably nothing definitely not going to be a southern vampire mystery <laughs> that's right chapter uh, three or did you have something else oh I was just going to say after work she decides that she's going to do this thing that Eric asked she bundles up her mysterious package and goes to answer her the summons of her vampire master I guess I mean I don't know she's going to just do whatever he says so mm-hmm She's probably bored. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. been a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, maybe this is how I get into this new, like, vampire war drama or whatever. Sookie can't resist his quest hook. It is true. Somebody yeah. gave her a mysterious bundle and told her to give it to another vampire, well, so yeah, she's going. It's going to be sitting there in her quest log, and she'll never be able to get rid of it until she finishes that damn quest. Honestly, <laughs> entirely relatable, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a completionist. I'm going to do every quest. Mm-hmm. Chapter three. She drives to Shreveport. Um... Sees Pam, who's surprised Sookie didn't even look inside the bundle. I, I love this. This is hilarious. She, it's like, I, I, I even wrote down the chapter. Pam gave me a look I couldn't interpret through the veil. It appeared to be an expression that compounded exasperation and affection. You didn't even look inside? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and I realized that why we like Pam is because she sees Sookie the way we see Sookie. <laughs> right? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> this person is a maniac. Yeah. I, I imagine that Pam just watches her with like... It's like semi-horrified fascination. She's like, what is this person going to do yeah, next? Yeah, working in this club is really boring, but every time Sookie shows up, it suddenly gets less boring. Yeah. <laughs> I've been alive for 250 years, and I still cannot predict what this maniac's going to do. <laughs> Pam, is, Pam is the one who like told the current bartender that Sookie's killed all the bartenders, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. And when she walks into the bar, the bartender hides from her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Honestly... Good move, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I am like assuming that Suki makes like a like a subtle staking motion or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like this. This gives us look like, oh, oh, I haven't 
You're not dead yet? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write something down old notebook, looks back up at her and closes it. <laughs> That's the subtext, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but Pam tells Sookie she is, quote, protecting her own skin. Yeah, which, you know, seem, yeah. seems pretty likely. Oh, also we get a quick scene with Talia, who I had forgotten about, uh, but I seem to recall Talia being... Uh, someone I was fascinated with because she's oh, like she's awesome. Yeah, yeah uh, that's the one I want to know more about. The ancient vampire who has this like crazy fan following or whatever. Yeah, like the Talia tracker or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I want more about Talia. Isn't she the one where the website will offer like five thousand dollars to anybody who gets a picture of her smiling? Yeah, and then like there's that. the battle, and Sookie gets sees her smiling. She's like, no, nah, that's creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, Talia. I always thought she was a uh, like maybe ancient Greek or. Mycenaean or something like that because she's super pale with small black curls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would make her very old. Yeah. Uh, Sookie gives the bundle to Eric in front of VMADS and oh shit, it's the ceremonial knife from Rhodes. (laughs) Yeah, and it seems like immediately seems to have some significance. Like the, the, what's his name? Who's there with him? With Eric? VMADS. VMADS, yeah, yeah. He immediately reacts in, in a kind of an interesting way and we learn almost immediately that it's a marriage knife. Yeah. Which is a thing, apparently. They are openly pledged. Yeah, so Sookie proposed by giving him this knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Sookie. Yeah. Also, apparently Quinn has been trying to get in touch with Sookie, and Eric keeps using this whole thing to, to block her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all this leads to Sookie being fairly upset with her vampire lover. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Quinn just call her? That's a great question. Because Eric smashed her phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Eric controls her phone now, doesn't he? Yeah. Isn't, yeah he, oh, that's right. He paid for this phone. Yeah. Mm, maybe he's like got Eric got Quinn's number blocked on her phone. I think you'd probably do that, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Quinn. I don't like that about Quinn that he's he's in deep with these vampires and he's constrained by all their vampire rules. Mm-hmm. Does it seems like he shouldn't be right? Like like he's not a. He seems to have ended up here through kind of weird means, and it seems like the kind of thing where he should just walk away, right? Yeah. Well, and some of it has been voluntary on his part, too, because he knows about vampire structure, so as an outsider, he's coming in to manage? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, I, 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 it seems like it's been fairly profitable for him, right? Like, he's, he's found this, like, business yeah. niche that... Well, the, it's really because they've got his mom or something like that in some, some nebulous way. Well, that, that's how they control him. And also, he does business through extreme Lee Elegant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We find out Eric sent his vampires to every public venue to quell any problems when the wares were shifted. Alcee did it in a casino, which was weirdly funny to me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I can kind of imagine that, like all the... The casino hardcore sitting at the slot machines, just glancing over and just looking back at the slot yeah. machines. Yeah, don't even care. Yeah. Eh, it's a werewolf, cool. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I suppose that's <laughs> the one place trees. you could do it where literally no one's going to pay attention to you, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, oh god, casinos would be perfect places for vampires. Mm-hmm. I bet All this, night, yeah. there's no windows, so yeah. you get burned if the sun comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if they would stay up all day in the casino. Are well, they... I think they still get tired, right? So is that a light-based thing, or is that like a? Magic moon thing, like a or like tidal thing. Or... I, I remember they, they've said that uh, the older you are, the less you need to sleep. Like, Eric can stay awake a little bit longer. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't have anything to do with the weather, though, because 
well, I don't know. I remember one time um, Bill started to wake up a little bit because it got dark early because of like a thunderstorm oh. or something, but then he fell back asleep. Didn't she? Didn't she mention that in the winter when the nights are longer? Yeah, yeah. she can. There, they stay awake longer. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, which is why the documentary Thirty Days of Night" is is <laughs> those is poor weird. people in that town. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they don't just live in like Alaska all summer. And well, then... they, they get the real answer in the real world for real vampires is the they got to oh, go where the, winter. Sorry. they have to go where the people are. That's mm. their food supply. Sure, sure. And there just aren't very many people in Alaska yeah. because of all the vampires. <laughs> that must be it. So it would be the opposite. So in Alaska during the winter, you almost never see the sun. Where would you in the summer almost never see the sun? Uh, it would be the, the South Pole. The South Pole? Okay. Yeah. Where, where it is winter. Mm. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it seems like there's some, there must be what's we're doing that, right? It's just a... It's extre- like it's equally extreme, right? Because you almost never see you, the sun never goes down during the summer in the above the Arctic Circle, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah, mm. like the sun just moves around the sky and never goes below the horizon. I'm just saying they could do like middle class Jewish people do, where you like, you know, summer in Florida and then oh, yeah. go back. Yeah, snowbirds. Yeah, yeah. snowbirds. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. vampires ever come? I, I'll, I'll see, suggest I, that. I would do like a snowpiercer situation where you've got a train that follows the night and just yes. goes around the earth <laughs> once per day. I did sort of wonder about that. Like, do vampires get jet lag when they travel across time zones because their their rhythms get off? I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, good question. It could just be magic, which would be unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah, wave hands. <laughs> no, magic. we need the rules. <laughs> a wizard did it. We, we need to bring Brandon Sanderson in here to write a book and tell us all the rules. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're listening, Brandon Sanderson, check us out at Hoverdale.club. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a dig, Brandon Sanderson, just so you know. Jeff doesn't like you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we like you. With all due respect, I don't like you. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't care for his writing. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But personally, he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Why do you have so. to be so mean to him? <laughs> <laughs> Chapter <Anyway>. four. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Chapter four. Uh, FBI agents come to Sookie's house, and I'm just surprised they hadn't shown up earlier. Right? Like They've got to, like... They're like, something, we gotta check out this Sookie Stackhouse. Let's see if we've got a file on her. It's like, <laughs> it's like a whole room at the Baton Rouge office. <laughs> this is the Sookie Stackhouse filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Sookie Stackhouse task force. <laughs> I, I mean, Sookie's been involved in a lot of murders, right? Like, for a lot of, re- there's a lot of reasons the FBI might be looking out for her, right? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, also, that morning, though, uh, Sam calls and says his mom is doing better. Yeah. But, uh, she has finally admitted she might, might not be able to work things out with Don because he shot her. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I feel bad for Don. Like, he, he had, a, had a big shock and had one bad moment, reacted badly, but, you know, he's in, he felt bad about it later, right? Uh, yeah. And, and I'm sure he still felt betrayed. Like, that is an enormous secret to keep from your partner. Yeah, right? I don't, yeah. I'm not sure that warrants shooting them, though. No, I'm not saying it does, but <laughs> okay. she's not complete. I mean... She has not helped herself. No, you're here. right. That is true. That is true. But yes, that is not justification for shooting someone. Yeah, I guess, you know, we don't know the whole details of their relationship, right? Maybe it wasn't doing that good anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> right. He was thinking about shooting her. Yeah, there's a reason he had the gun to close <laughs> it's just, she's so lucky that she happened to change right before he shot her. <laughs> I mean, they do heal quickly, right? These FBI agents are investigating what happened at Rhodes, and they know she was there. Yeah. Yeah, they have a picture of her and are trying to figure out how she was able to 
identify missing people or find missing people. Yeah, they're they're looking for her and they're also looking for Barry. But, but she doesn't give him up. Yeah, she is not a snitch after all. No. Yeah, they don't call her snitch and Sookie. They call her shotgun Sookie. <laughs> shotgun Sookie. Uh, but they're interrupted by a phone call. A woman has been crucified at Merlot's. Ooh. I will yeah, this is this is uh, you know Sookie's on on uh, business running duty, so Sam should have probably seen this coming. He's just been waiting for the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Who was? Because it's not the first body that she's found there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it's different. Oh, that's true. Because yeah. Lafayette's body was found there, uh-huh. and people, have, various people, have gotten shot there. Yeah, uh-huh. the pirate vampire's body was never found there. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And wasn't it? And it was literally two and a half months ago where Sookie ran over a vampire uh-huh. in, in the, the parking, parking lot, lot uh-huh. back there uh-huh. as the vampire was trying to murder Sam. Yeah, ran him over and then uh, watched as he was beheaded. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, the, this is not like out of the ordinary. Yeah, and this is the shit that happens when Sam is there. That's right. <laughs> uh, but but this whole, I, I found this conversation with Sookie and the FBI very interesting because she was very careful to not lie to them. Mm-hmm. She was like maneuvering these responses. I was like, this is some ice that I shit, you know? Yeah. 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 It helps that you can read their minds. Also true. Mm-hmm. Chapter five. They all go to Merlot's. It's Crystal, and she's still partially in panther form, and she has lost the baby. This was very dark. Mm, yeah. yeah. Partially transformed, nailed to a cross, and yeah, of course the baby does not survive that. Yeah, that's real rough. How do you suppose they stood up the cross? Dug it to the ground, right? Yeah, that's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. And she's in the parking lot, isn't she? Is it a dirt parking lot? Yeah, I mean, I assume it's dirt or gravel. So you know, packed gravel? Yeah. Oh, that's really hard to get down. Yeah, they, they probably had to have one of those, uh, what are they, like an auger or whatever, you know, those, one of those big drills. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to they'd have to have a truck for that, right? Uh, or a, a little, um, I think they're called cats, like the little, uh, the, the mini bulldozer things. Yeah, yeah, the little, the little wheel thing, the little track things, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking maybe there were sandbags. Um, mm. Or or one of those water things like the basketball hoops. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea better than drilling a hole. It just feels like that's a lot more work than the actual crucifixion. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe they had the cross put in uh, before that, and just nobody noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, actually, if we if you go to northern Louisiana, every parking lot's got a cross in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's like when this cross showed up. It's not that no one noticed. They just like, oh, I guess, I guess, you know, another cross. That's, that's that cross. Yeah. yeah. Because at that point, it didn't have anyone nailed to it, so it wasn't, right. wasn't nearly as noteworthy. Yes, boring. <laughs> um, the local police are there. Yeah. And of course, they assume that Jason did it. Yeah, but Jason shows up, and luckily, he has an alibi. He spent the night with a woman named Michelle, and made her breakfast in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and from his reaction, I think it's pretty clear that he had nothing to do with this. You know, he. He actually seems to express feelings for another human for once. It's unprecedented. He's really mm-hmm. maturing. Yeah. Uh, I think this the nailing somebody to a cross is not Stackhouse's style. No, yeah. I, I was like, Jason's a piece of shit, but he's not that kind of piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to point out that Andy and Sookie have a moment of like shared shitting on Crystal's character, <laughs> <laughs> calling her gross and trash and so on. Uh, but then Andy's like kind of still kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Calvin arrives, but thankfully he accepts that Jason did not do it. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to get a scent on the body. He seems to think he can catch the scent of who did it, which I, I think is a really interesting argument for having wares on police force, right? Yeah, we have agreed. Vampire police already. I think they should have wear police. Mm-hmm. A new kind of 
forensic evidence. Hey, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but I, I was thinking about this. It's like when you think about like forensic evidence, they usually have some way of documenting or capturing it. You don't have that for smells, right? Well, what do they do when you have like bloodhound or search dogs? Like they don't they don't have a way of, of noting it. Like with search with uh, search dogs, they're really just like going from point A to point B. Well, yeah, they they have to have something to start with for the smell. So like a scrap of clothing or something mm-hmm. like that. I was just thinking that for for something like this, they could start saying, oh, like a, like a fingerprint almost, right? Like oh, this is the scent of this person, mm-hmm. but there's no way to record that. Mm. We don't have technology. We have audio. We have video. You know. Well, they have Calvin Norris. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's actually, I, I found it a little touching. There's a moment where the head of the poli- of the police force is kind of like holding him back and consoling him, but Sookie realizes that she's not the only one who knew about Hotshot. Mm-hmm. So other people can keep secrets. Sookie. Well, when they say knows about Hotshot, I, I'm not sure they meant. Do you think she meant the fact that they're aware or the fact that they are all very closely related? I I got the impression she was talking about that. This guy was aware that they were. I'm, I'm sure, but Dearborn knows about that, right? He's, yeah, he's the sheriff. Yeah, if he's been around forever and ever and ever, and if he's friends with Calvin Norris, which it looks like he is. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes yeah. sense. I think I've always been on kind of on Bud Dearborn's side because, like, the only real strike against him is he doesn't like Sookie. Mm. He doesn't like Sookie because she is constantly involved in horrible crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just last book. Some of which she actually does commit, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just last book he was he was reading the Shreveport newspaper about the missing people and asked if she knew anything about it, which she did. Yeah, <laughs> she knew everything about it. She knew it's, like it's kind of like his first stop on investigations now. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's something else. A new crime went down. Better go check with Sookie. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, they uh, to your point, uh, Calvin kind of barrels in there, and this is a situation where it could have gone really bad because he was assaulted a, an FBI agent, I believe. But Bud kind of like gets involved and talks about it. Diffuses it, yeah. yeah. Chapter six. They take Crystal down, and unfortunately, there are just too many scents there for Calvin to be able to identify the killer. Uh, she goes home and chats with Octavia for a little bit. Suki and Tanya also have a like an actual friendly conversation again because they're both worried about Calvin. Yeah. And you know Crystal to some degree. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, they're gonna be friends. It feels like it's <laughs> going that direction. It really does. But because Calvin can't actually scent the murderer, we have a Southern Vampire mystery. A Southern Vampire mystery. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we do. That starts early. Yeah. Uh, wait, she goes to Fantasia that evening to talk to Eric, and we get his history. Oh, wait, sorry. Before you, oh. we go there, um, I do want to point out that. You know, as you mentioned, she goes and chats with Octavia. And my first question was, we're going to do another ectoplasmic reconstruction, right? Because, yeah. like, every time there's a murder, we should be doing that. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they have a reason. It's because she wasn't killed there, they think. Yeah. I thought, I thought this was an interesting. Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's like, this is Although, a reason that... She had to have been killed there because when they took her down... She turned she finished, back. She finished turning. It's implied that the nails were the only thing preventing her from. That's a good change oh, point. Oh, yeah, but it would be so much work. Well, I mean, <laughs> and it's right there in public where everyone can see. Well, yeah, but like, okay, so they. Also, it's crystal. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what? What does it cost? Like, doesn't it cost like fifty bucks? Yeah, three hundred, sir. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot for crystal. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Suki, she's got her plateful. So with this whole running the the bar thing, she's not gonna get involved in another reconstruction. You know, yeah. she did it for her cousin. She did it for Maria Starr, but she won't do it for Crystal. Her okay. sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is like the... 
the time turners thing, right? Yep. We're and they like, were all destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> we broke the cabinet full of ectoplasmic reconstructions. Yeah, we ran out. There's this one rare ingredient that you need to do ectoplasmic reconstructions, and we just we just used last one. Yeah, it's, you just need a vial of give a fuck potion. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't have any. <laughs> we're all out. Uh, but she drives to Fantasia to talk to Eric, and she gets his story, his history. Yeah, that, I, I thought this was interesting. Why do you think she drove to Fantasia, like, originally? What, what do you think her thinking was? To get some strange. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. one. I, I was like, like to me, this was like, okay. Imagine you have a proximity-based antidepressant on tap, right? Yeah. You just go there all the time. Yeah. You know, even if you don't want to talk to that person, you just be like, I'm gonna go hang out in the room, and just yeah. like feel better. But isn't that creepy? Like how you're tied to that person then for your for your <laughs> well-being. I mean, they're tied to you. I mean, is it that much different than being like, hey, I love being with this person, and I'm down, so I'm gonna go hang out with them? But she doesn't like him, right? Or it's like, eh, he's I think on her. she does. Well, how much of that... I find this super-duper creepy because how much of this is a genuine feeling and how much of this is like a magic effect that Eric is doing to her effectively? Well, it doesn't really matter if it feels good, right? Like, like think of it this way. Worst case, like, tie him up, throw him in a basement, and just have him... That's actually what I was thinking. Like, underneath your house. Put him in a box, you know? Put some silver chains around him. Feel good all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't have to worry about it. And he's immortal, right? He lived there for a really long time. Yeah, the next time Debbie Pelt or the equivalent shows up, just throw her in the box. Yeah. (laughs) Keep him fed. (laughs) You know, solve two problems. (laughs) Feeding time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So your solution is for her to basically turn into the guy from Silence of the Lambs? Well, I mean, just for one vampire. You 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 put the most negative possible. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you put words together, you can make anything wow. sound bad, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's okay. He's killed like thousands of people, right? He's a bad person. Yeah, yeah well, but he I mean, real good. Yeah, he's got That's real good tech. Yeah. I wonder, you know. I, <laughs> That Viking, that Viking dog man, <laughs> and he's now got that. City, I will plow your fields. I was gonna say that really sexy accent that you. Scandinavia. <laughs> now Suki, now we will. <laughs> now we're making the matings. <laughs> oh. But either way, you can't argue with the results. You no. Know? Yeah, no. she goes there. She feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, to, as you, as you were saying, Alice. Yeah. He's a good listener. Um, not all, not always comforting in his, in his responses. Uh, it, it, he says that Crystal is worthless, but he also mentions that pregnant women were worth double if you killed them in his time, which is a nice segue to learning about Eric's history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was married at 16 and had three surviving children. He was turned after his wife died by a vampire named Appius Livius Ocella. An ancient legionnaire, huh? Yeah. yeah. I... I we don't really know what happened to that guy either, right? No. Yeah, I don't think he's ever talked about it before. And I'm sure that'll never come up again. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, during that conversation, they also talk about uh, the new coming out thing, right? Like all, all the wares coming out and how it's like an exciting time. And so he mm-hmm. asks, do you think the Fae will ever come out? And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they do not like people. Mm-hmm. I was and thinking, they're dying out. Yeah, that's an interesting point. He was saying that they're... Um, they're becoming less fertile and there are fewer and fewer of them. I didn't, I didn't know that. It seems like the, the wares have a similar problem, right? Because of the whole, like, having to... Only having one pure blood child per yeah. couple. Yeah, we've talked about that. That's not sustainable. Yeah, how could they even do that? Through lots of inbreeding. Mm-hmm. Like Hotshot. Like yeah. Hotshot, yeah. Yeah, but with the fairies thing, that's kind of a really common fantasy theme, right? Where the 
the magic is leaving the world. It's mm-hmm. very, very Tolkien-ish. Mm-hmm. And the fairies are leaving the world because they can only exist in the wild places or the magic places that that technology and humanity is, is driving away. It definitely made... There are a lot of parallels to el- the elves in Tolkien, for sure. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this where's coming out thing. Like, I think... I, I don't remember if it was this point or a little bit before when they were talking about the idea of where athletes. Yeah. 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 How does that... I wonder how that how that works out, right? Yeah, she mentions that... Uh, like. She, she thought Russell Crowe was probably a werewolf. <laughs> That's right. Some actors. She mentions there was a, like a several athletes that come out. One of them, one of them was a running back for the the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And so I went and looked at the roster from two thousand and eight. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was either Kevin Falk or Sammy Morris. Which one do you think looked more like a were? Uh, honestly, neither of them look very werish mm-hmm. to me. But it's that's the thing about werewolves, you know. They look like everyone else. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It turns out even if you don't turn into some sort of shifter yourself. Uh, it, you can have enhanced athletic abilities if your family. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying like a professional swimmer, her grandmother was a wear seal or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I believe that about that's... Michael Phelps. Like that guy <laughs> is ridiculously shaped. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got to be part fish person, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they also... Yeah, they, they talk also about... Eric's history is pretty sad with this guy. It yeah. is. Sort of kept in sort of... Sex, sex slavery sort of yeah. slavery type thing with this guy for a long time yeah, yeah he's telling Sookie about how vampires really are forced to obey their makers yeah it's a, like a magical compulsion yeah mm. it sounds not, not fantastic Mm-mm. yeah uh, they also discuss the FBI situation and mm. uh, what you know what they're probably after and you know Sookie's like pretty sure that they want to recruit her but she doesn't want to do that which I think is an interesting question right like Sookie has this unique ability that could really save a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Does she have a responsibility to do anything with that? I kind of think she does. Yeah? Like, I kind of think... I, I also think she has to maintain her own sanity, and, her, and she can't just be a, a non-stop machine that, that flies around all these things. So I, I think she should probably compromise and give them, you know, a week or a month or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually started feeling a lot of sympathy with for her when she was talking about thinking back on her experience at Rhodes, listening to the last thoughts of people who were dying or people who were suffering horribly and how she would never want to experience that again. And I, mm-hmm. I, I feel for that. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I mean, like, we have a lot of, I mean, lo- smaller scale analogs, right? Like, we have bodily autonomy. You can't force someone to donate an organ, even if it's one they have an extra of, right? Like, so we're a lot, even if it would save someone's life, you can't do it. But, you know, Sookie has the power to save people's lives on a much larger scale. Yeah. Still, still isn't obligated, still can't be required to do it legally, I suppose. But like, yeah, yeah. I think, it seems I like feel like she kind of has a moral obligation to do that. Just given the scale of the good she could do at the, the low cost to her herself, you know? Yeah. I, I think I probably would. You know, if I, if I knew I could help people like that, I think I would uh, I, have to. I would go hang out in finance bars in Wall Street, and mm-hmm. I would front-run all their trades and amass a huge fortune and use it to feed poor people all right. Oh, oh there you that's go. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that, because if the government took her, she'd probably end up like doing counterterrorism stuff, right? That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the other you thing. You know, like yeah. Black Site with, you know... Like, people being tortured. Yeah, so being basically doing evil shit for the government, right? Yeah. yeah. Or even if she's not doing evil shit, being around a lot of really terrible people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, serial killers and, you know, pr- probably would be a very unpleasant experience for her. So I get that part. Yeah. 
but she does have the ability to help a lot of people. Anyway, so yeah. he's like, I'm not going to do that. No, nope. <laughs> I'd rather be a bartender yeah. slash barmaid slash whatever. And Eric is like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her she can get in touch with Mr. Cataliades if she needs help with the FBI agents. I would love to hear from that guy again. I know. I, I like Mr. Cataliades. Yeah, he's representing the new king in New Orleans. Yeah. And we find out that... He landed on his feet or whatever it is that he has. (laughs) His demon toes. Yeah. And speaking of demons, we find out that Diantha survived Rhodes, which makes me very happy. Good. I'm still a little sad about the... Gladiola. Gladiola, who who got killed for basically no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Johan Glassport, if you guys remember him, he was the (laughs) terrible human being, the lawyer. (laughs) Who who liked to... What is it he liked to... He liked to kill Mexican prostitutes. He's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's back in Mexico doing what he loves, I guess. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, And then we find out why Sookie found Eric on the road to her house when the witch cursed him. Because I think Charlene Harris went back and was like, oh shit. We never explained that? Yeah, we never explained that. Uh, It was a curse for him to be close to his heart's desire without ever realizing it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's one interpretation of what happened to him. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, like, you know, sure, I I guess. It's a little... Like, like, was she his heart's desire at that point? I feel like he didn't know her like that at that point, right? The implication was that secretly... His heart's desire was something like Suki to find to have an actual like romantic relationship, but he can't ever do that with his memories uh-huh. because he's got all these memories of his horrible life, so that make him an asshole. So, so, so really, the curse became a blessing in disguise. <laughs> so, yeah, Hallow the witch was like, "I'm gonna curse you to go find a young hot woman and have tons of sex with her, guilt-free, right? emotionally free." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you basically just get a, you know, fuck vacation for an indeterminate amount of time. I I, I feel like Eric had a really good time with that curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, probably. You know, in in I wonder if in retrospect, well, I mean, Hollow's dead now, but I wonder like if in retrospect, Hollow was like, man, that really didn't didn't have the 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 the, the bite I was hoping for. That's that's pretty out there yeah and finally it ends with Eric telling Sookie that if he hadn't married her Philippe de Castro would have taken her to Nevada to work for him so that's definitely the lesser of the two evils yeah I mean Sookie's still understandably annoyed by the whole situation but you know that it could be worse at least Eric lets her stay in her house and not you know be locked in a cage I assume is what the king would do because vampires do shit like that yeah mm-hmm. they do yeah so yeah, so so it's it's the combination of the fact that they're now like vampire married, and also the fact that Eric has a reputation for killing the shit out of people. So he's like, hey, you know, if someone messes with you, I will kill the shit out of them, and everyone knows it. So yeah, Sookie's still upset and kind of leaves on that note. But yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Next time we're going to be reading chapters seven through twelve of Dead and Gone, the ninth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series by Charlene Harris. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews. Please find out how you can give us your armadillos and see some really cool merchandise with our faces on it at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good good night. night. Okay. Okay.